I've always been, you know, amazed at the whole television type thing. Like I, I, I've never been in that context until recently because of you, but I really feel comfortable and I really like it. Um, and one of my hesitations with the program was that I didn't have a very established business. And I kind of thought, why would I want exposure for something that I'm not even 100% sure that it hasn't taken off 100%. What has helped me was the, actually the opposite. Having the exposure has helped me define more of what I want because then I have to be an expert. That is Marta Spurk. I was on Marta's podcast, oh my gosh, probably a year ago now. Um, her podcast is called Mom Does It All. And shortly after being on her podcast, Marta joined my media mentoring program. And she is having crazy success with it. Um, she's being featured in lots of online articles. She's contributing to amazing outlets where she lives in Denver, Colorado. She's doing TV stuff. Like, crazy success. Um, and in this episode, you're going to find out a little bit more about Marta, what she does, how she makes money, and why she does not make excuses. She literally started her business when her triplets were nine months old. And I'm like, Marta, I'm in these Facebook groups and most women and moms would use that as an excuse to not start our business. And she's like, oh, no, no, it's the reason why I started my business. So she's going to tell you about that. She's going to tell you about how she started making money, how she's making money now. And um, we're going to talk about her success in the media mentoring program. And she's going to give you some specifics that will help you as well. Um, if you want to earn more media coverage, if you want to maybe make it onto more podcasts or TV or even contribute, that's something that she's doing on a regular basis. Marta's going to tell you the steps that she took to make it all happen. So I hope you enjoy this podcast episode, number 65, with my friend Marta Spurk. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Hi, Marta. Thank you for joining me on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I'm so excited to have you because I've never actually had, I have had clients on from the media mentoring program, but um, all of the clients that I've had on, I have known them before they joined the media mentoring program. So you're the first one that I know because of the program, I guess. Okay. So, oh, so quickly awesome. tell me who you are, what you do, and then how you came to find me. Yes. So I'm originally from Brazil. I grew up there my entire life and then I married my American husband and ended up in the US. Um, my background is actually in languages. I've been teaching English since I was 14, so for almost 20 years. And I'm also an interpreter here in Denver for courts and for hospitals and schools for Portuguese and I do a little bit of French as well. Um, and after I had my kids, so I have triplets and they're three years old, I kind of embarked in this personal development journey and found the opportunity of doing coaching online. So that was kind of like my alternative since I couldn't do anything while they were at home with me. Now they're in school. But at the time, I started with health coaching. I've pivoted I don't know how many times until I found something that, you know, really lights me up and what I want to do. 
Um, and it's always been involving women, empowering women, encouraging women. I was focusing on moms a lot. And especially because of your program, I've been able to find a better path and what I really feel like I'm supposed to do and meant to do. And right now I am just focusing on um, empowering women to be the best version of themselves really and to love themselves and accept themselves the way they are. <laughs> okay. So something that I love is that you are running a business with triplets at home. <laughs> like right now they're three and you started doing this like months or years ago, really. And, yeah. um, I feel like that's something that a lot of women and moms would go to as an excuse on why they can't do something. Yeah. And for me, it was actually the opposite. I needed to start doing this for me. So everything, and the reason why I feel like I've pivoted so many times, obviously, is because I've evolved as a person. And so I've changed kind of like what I need. And so that's the, the people that I'm serving. So in the beginning, I started off with health because I was trying to lose the baby weight. So I, to, to kind of compliment what you were saying, I started when my babies were nine months old. So it was super in the beginning, I needed something, which is crazy to think about like you're I'm busy enough, but I needed something for myself. And so that's kind of how it all started, understanding that some moms feel the need to do something outside of motherhood, and that's okay. So I was kind of like answering my own guilt there of saying, I need this, but it's okay, and started speaking to other moms that kind of felt the same way and, and, and didn't know how to deal with the guilt. I love that. I started my business. My daughter was, she just turned... She just turned three, and my son was probably around the same age as your triplets, okay. was was probably almost nine months old. And the whole reason I started was because I needed a flexible schedule because of them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, living in a city where my parents aren't here, my husband's parents aren't here, um, you know, your boss doesn't really care about the daycare schedule. And yeah. you needed to make your – I needed to make my own hours. So that's mm -hmm. why I started my business um, but I find that I love that you say, yeah, I started with triplets when they were nine months old. Um, and I like that it's like your reason and not your excuse. Cause I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, we've all been in those Facebook groups where moms are like, Oh, but I have a baby, but I have a toddler. Yeah. How can I do this? And it's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. you figure out a way. And that's the thing too, that, um, having triplets, really allows me to do these other things because people look at me and they're like, how do you survive? How do you even eat? And it's like, this is the, this is what I know. And so when you make your non-negotiables, what you know, so I really want to start a business and grow it, then you shouldn't find excuses not to do it. If that's something that you really want, because the same thing goes for having triplets. I can't just decide today. I'm not going to do anything. My kids are just going to lay there and cry. <laughs> I have to go do stuff, you know? So it's the same concept. Love it. Okay. And then how did you first find me and how did like we get connected and start working together? So I have a podcast. I started a podcast over a year ago and last year in around December, I actually hired a virtual assistant to help me uh, pitch to other podcasts. And so we started looking for other entrepreneurs and mom entrepreneurs podcasts that I could be on. And then I think also because we're in the same Facebook group, the boss moms, where there's lots of uh, mom entrepreneurs, uh, that's kind of how I found you through the group and also the podcast. Um, so that's the very first contact was through that. Very cool. And did you go to the Boss Mom Retreat this last year? 
No, I didn't. I've never been to any of the live events. Yes, that was fun. I spoke there over a year ago now. It was the last nice. one. Dana's not doing anymore. Oh, that uh, that's too yeah. bad. Okay, cool. Awesome. And okay, so tell me, so you are obviously in the media mentoring program. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you decided to join because I talked to a lot of people, um, honestly, some of them in the boss mom community. Um, But just in general, a lot of people and they're like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to do this program because there's no guarantee that it'll work for me. And I'm like, don't even get me started on that because there's no guarantees on anything, literally anything in life. Um, But like people make excuses like, oh, my business isn't ready or I don't know if it's going to work or I don't have time or I don't want to spend the money. So tell me what it was for you where you were like, "Okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. So what really sold me on it, well, I, I didn't know the details until I interviewed you for my podcast, uh-huh. but what really sold me on it, honestly, was just your attitude and your way of talking and just your energy, really. I'm, I'm very attracted to people that tell it like it is. And that's I was going to say, some people hate that about me. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I know. So it's crazy because that's one of the things that I do with my coaching is understanding personalities. And I've come to realize that I'm the type of person that attracts the perfectionists, the people that just have no problem saying the truth and being upfront for some reason, because that's not me. I like sugarcoating things. I I don't like confrontation. So my husband, my sister, my best friends, they're all the opposite. And obviously because I need that in my life to learn certain lessons. So I'm just attracted to that because it's like, oh my gosh, I admire that so much. And I was kind of even intimidated by you a little bit. And I was like, I don't know, there's something there. I need to look into this. And I, I, I like to talk. I've always been, you know, amazed at the whole television type thing. Like I, I, I've never been in that context until recently because of you, but I really feel comfortable and I really like it. Um, and one of my hesitations with the program was that I didn't have a very established business. And I kind of thought, why would I want exposure for something that I'm not even a hundred percent sure that it hasn't taken off a hundred percent. And we'll elaborate on this more, I'm sure. But what has helped me was the, actually the opposite. Having the exposure has helped me define more of what I want because then I have to be an expert on something to be able to pitch. So I've really learned even more with your program. Um, obviously, having you know a business coach and everything helps with that too. But I feel like even though it's, you're supposed to have it all together, quote unquote, to be able to pitch, to me, the opposite happened. And it was super helpful because it helped me get it all together. I am so glad you said that because that's like the excuse people give me is like what you you just said. Like, I I don't have an established business. I'm not ready for it. And I'm like, your business isn't established because people don't know about it and they don't know about you. That is why you need this. Like people make their reasoning for why they need to do it, their excuse, and it works Mm -hmm. against them and it holds them back. And I also think like what you just said, it speaks to the perception of media. Like when you see somebody on TV or when you see them on stage speaking or when they're contributing to an outlet, all things you have done, you see these people as true experts in their industry. You automatically believe they have the authority, they're credible, they have a successful business. Um, when, like you just said, I started and I didn't have an established business and now this has made my business more established. Yes. And even if it hasn't, like even 
I'm, I mean, I have a, a client that I, I started working with when I started my business, two guys with a side hustle. They literally weren't making any money in their business, working nights and weekends on it. And I got them on the Today Show. So even if you are not making money and you're not an established business, it sure as hell looks like it after you're on an outlet like the Today Show. Yes, so exactly. I love that you you brought that up. Okay. So <laughs> then you were like, what what made you say, okay, I have to do this? Like what made you get past that hurdle? I don't have an established business. I'm not ready to actually saying, okay, let me do this. Well, it was really reading through the things. And I did the first thing I did when we got off the phone was I signed up for your challenge, so the free challenge where you give some tips and to start writing pitches and stuff. And that's kind of how I got reconnected with writing because for the longest time, so I've been a teacher for a long time. I've worked with students and writing essays and stuff like that. And I was sick of it. And so that's why I resorted to podcasting because I love talking. It was just, um, not as much pressure and not as stressful to have to be reviewing a text, making sure it's, you know, people understand what you're trying to say. I was, I wanted to move away from that. But when I started going through your uh, challenge and, seeing that I would I was going to have to resurrect my skills it kind of felt exciting because I like a challenge and it's like so this is kind of like writing a paper almost you know you have to do a little bit of research you put some statistics in there you make it compelling but upfront so that people are not going to have to be reading a ginormous thing and I kind of liked that idea so then I looked into the program the options of just doing the course and doing uh, the the VIP and I thought I might as well just do the whole thing and have an expert guide me through this instead of doing things by myself. Because with having limited, you know, financial resources with a business that's not, you know, super established, I really have to choose what, how I'm going to spend the money that I do make. And I, I've tried, I've, I mean, who hasn't done all kinds of free things? And there comes a point, and this is something that you even said on your interview for my podcast, there comes a time when you actually have to pay somebody for their experience so that you save time. And that's exactly the mindset that I had in. So your interview was just spot on for everything. Like I was sold. <laughs> uh, and I was like, no, I just have to invest in this because it's going to help me really establish myself as an expert, just like everything that we just said. And tell me, I mean, you've gotten a lot of different coverage. You've actually like hit like every little different aspect, like contributing, getting featured, TV, speaking, like every little different thing. Because I say there's a lot under the media umbrella and a lot of it kind of intersects, especially today when you get into like all of the things that we have today. Yeah. Um, so tell me what kind of coverage you are getting for yourself. Okay, this is going to be like the most loaded question ever. Um, <laughs> what kind of coverage you're getting for yourself, how you're getting it, and how you're pitching yourself? Because it sounds very vague to say, oh, well, I am a coach and I encourage women and I focus on moms. Like that could mm -hmm. mean so much. So yeah. tell me how you're pitching yourself to get this coverage and what this coverage is looking like. Yeah, so... The first thing that I got was um, some features and articles with other experts. So that was the very first thing that I did um, using the Harrow uh, tool. So I just started writing back to them and saying, you know, this is uh, usually mental health stuff and self-esteem. That's that's really okay. what I'm passionate about. So that's where I started whenever there was something like that, talking about, you know, self, perception of self. Um, if you hate the world, what can you do? Or depression and things like that. Or motherhood, that's where I went with. And it wasn't until, uh, it took about three weeks for me to hear back. So 
this whole process has been really a learning experience that you just have to keep putting yourself out there mm -hmm. until it works. It's not going to be overnight. And it is a little frustrating for me because I'm kind of impatient. But once I started seeing the results after three weeks, I was like, all right, so this does work. People are interested because that's one of the things that you say they need material. They need to talk about something. So give them something that is relevant. Right. And it, it is going to work because they need something. <laughs> so I, I was just, you know, with that mindset and with that hope, I started pitching to that. So I got that. And then the next thing was pitching to blogs that were relevant to what I talk about uh, to become a regular contributor. So I did try pitching to magazines and things like that. Didn't really hear back. Um, so the blogs really worked out and actually one of the blogs is actually actually called the magazine It's like a virtual magazine here in Denver. So that was huge. So mostly parenting motherhood related, but I always like to pitch um, The angle of self-esteem for moms. So not so much teaching your kids things or how to behave or things like that So it's not parenting coaching. It's more for the moms But of course that's going to affect the kids too. So the parenting blogs work for me Even though I'm not talking about kids necessarily I'm talking about the moms affecting the kids with their behavior that has worked. So that was another thing. And, and that gave me lots of things to, to share because once you start writing articles, whenever your article's published, you're like, here you go. I wrote this article and it's not for my blog. It's for the Denver parent or it's for the Twiniversity, very known uh, blogs in the mothers of multiples world and also here in Denver. Um, and of course, continuing to pitch for podcasts, but my priority really was doing live stuff because I had set out 2019 and that was another reason why I even started the program was because I decided that because my kids started school I was going to do things in person I was kind of sick of the online world a little bit I wanted to get out in the world and so doing your program was going to help me with that with going on TV and just getting more exposure period to be able to you know go on to these channels so another uh, idea that you give in your course is to talk to local universities and I actually have a master's from the University of Colorado Denver here and I thought oh my gosh that's genius I've been getting emails from the Alumni Association because I actually have the alumni license plates for my car let's reach out to them and easy just like that I reached out to them and they said oh we'll keep you in mind for the fall when we start doing stuff so again that took a while I did that I think around June because I started the program in May I reached out to them in June so it's like summer break they didn't have anything going on come August they email me and say we're going to have this alumni and uh, student networking event can you speak yes so landed that one and it was amazing they already said we look forward to having you uh, in future events as well and then in the meantime kept pitching for TV with different stuff um, I tried different angles about Brazil I try talking about disability because I have a son on oxygen but what really worked recently was talking about something that actually is even better because it speaks to my work uh, talking about adult bullying uh, which has everything to do with self-esteem and mental health and how you you know handle relationships so everything has worked out amazingly that is perfect. And then I, I harp on this. You always, you're great in the Facebook group because you're like, Hey guys, I got this and I got this. <laughs> and then, um, I'm like, okay, good job. Now go do this. And I think that's so important to talk about because, <laughs> and I say this, I say the biggest mistake people make is they earn this publicity. They get featured in these, um, these articles, these blogs, they speak at events, they get on TV, and then they just like assume, oh, everybody saw it, I'm good. So mm -hmm. tell everybody the harassment that I give you every time. 
Yeah. I say harassment with love every time that you earn some publicity for yourself. Yeah. It's like, great. You're amazing. Now go share. Put it on the queue. <laughs> every literally, time. that's what, that's literally how it is. Oh my gosh. But that's amazing. And you know what? I have been very comfortable sharing stuff online and I feel like that helps me too. But the difference was I would share, share, share. And that's how I grew my podcast with just no media exposure before, which was super helpful. But having this exposure makes it even better because like you said, people look at it and they're just like, oh my gosh, so you're, you're really an expert in what you do and it gives you the credibility. Even the other day, uh, a husband, one of my husband's friends from high school that he hasn't talked to in years. And I, I'm not friends with him on Facebook, by the way. And my husband doesn't have Facebook. That's a whole other story in himself. He hates all kinds of exposure. As does mine. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, and so he calls him and he says, so I saw Marta was on TV talking about adult bullying. And he's like, oh, how? Like, because of friends, like everyone has seen this, even if you're not friends with me on Facebook and my husband's not even on there, like his entire family, all of the people are seeing this and congratulating me for it. So it's been an amazing experience. That's awesome. And just to give people context, you are in Denver, Colorado, um, talking about TV specifically. There are 210 TV markets, like number one is New York, number two is LA. Denver is 17 out of 210. Oh. So like you're reaching over 1.6 million people with TVs in their homes when you are on TV potentially. So that's that's just huge. And what people pay for that, and this is what I, what I tell people, um, because I, I had a mentoring client once who had the opportunity to write an article for Mind Body Green, and she said, no, I don't wanna do it, I don't wanna work for free. And I'm like, no, 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 this is not working for free. This is building your credibility and your authority and having a platform and getting a backlink on a website that gets so much more traffic than your own. Yeah. Um, and so I, I always tell people, like, think about where you would want to advertise and how much money that would cost you. And then think about just landing that for free because, yeah. A, you are – landing amazing coverage without spending any money on it and b the perception is so much different just like us when we are watching tv we tune out during the commercials we don't watch mm -hmm. tv for the ads unless it's the super bowl right like, we watch tv for the actual programming just like when we pick up a magazine or a newspaper or we go to a a, a magazine online we want to mm -hmm. read the stories. We don't want to see the ads because we know people are just paying to be there. Like right. it doesn't mean a whole lot to us. And that's why I think the statistic now, it used to be 80%. I think now it's 90%. Mm. When you Google something, 90% of people will scroll right past those Google ads at the top and go to organic results because yeah. that's what has the credibility and the authority. So, mm -hmm. I mean, just some of this coverage that you've talked about, like that would cost you... I mean, tens of thousands right. of dollars in advertising. So it's amazing that you're getting it for free. Mm -hmm. And another thing, too, that I have loved is that because I was stuck in the online world for so long and you're so caught up in the likes and the follows, and at the end of the day, it kind of leads you nowhere. This is like real because there are so many different things that you can do to actually get likes and followers, but what can you actually do to be on TV? And like you said, for free, you know, like it's, it's a whole different ball game. And the experience that I've been getting in, in terms of people's feedback and the comments, they're far better 
and more relevant than what I could have had from just social media. In and I think that also speaks to, again, the credibility and the authority, because I know like um, people have asked me before how to get verified on Instagram. And I know a mm -hmm. big part of it is you have to have media exposure. You have to have mm -hmm. other people like singing your praises and mm -hmm. It can't be on a YouTube channel. It can't be on a podcast because while there are, you know, insanely successful YouTubers and podcasters, mm -hmm. anybody can start a YouTube channel. Anybody right. can start a podcast, but not anybody can be on their local station in Denver, Colorado. Not anybody can be a contributor for Inc. Magazine. So mm -hmm. it's it's those kinds of traditional media and mainstream media yeah. that give people this perception that you are, you know, a little bit more credible and you have yes. a little bit more authority. Yeah. I, I remember mm -hmm. um, I've pitched myself to be on um, Michael Stelzner's social media um, marketing podcast. Mm. And he has told me multiple times, I don't like traditional media. I don't like mainstream media. I talk about social media. And I'm always like, no, no, no. But listen, mm. when you land this mainstream media and when you're in the traditional media, you have amazing content to share on social media that doesn't compare to anybody else's. Exactly. Um, and that's really like where the ROI comes from. Like you said, when people, and that's why I tell people, like that's why, you know, I'm like a broken record with <laughs> take that TV clip and share it in 10 different ways once a week for the next five years on your social media because that's what your clients are going to come to you about. Not that they saw you on TV, but they saw you consistently sharing on social media that you were in traditional media. Mm -hmm. And it makes the sales process so much easier because you're known, liked, and trusted so much faster. Yes, totally. Awesome. Um, so tell me how you are making money. So um, one of the things that I had done and and it was because of doing your program and having to figure out what I wanted to do because like like I said again I was doing something and then I didn't feel comfortable pitching that specifically and having to be more specific to what I was doing I kind of started changing it and pivoting a little bit more so what I started doing was um, connecting more with the Brazilian audience because I'm Brazilian. And so my coaching kind of changed into that. And the interest that I got was ridiculous compared to what I had um, when I was doing things in English. But I knew I was going to make my way back. And this is what has been happening recently, especially with the TV and all the stuff that I've been doing in person. So when I pivoted and because I, I felt the need uh, because of the program, you know, doing the program and understanding that I had to change what I was doing because it wasn't working. Um, I started getting a lot more interest. And what's interesting is that I'm working with Brazilians living in the United States. So it works really well because I'm still doing content in English so they can understand that. But I can be very specific with the content in Portuguese. So they feel this connection with me. And that's how I, I was able to get um, more one on one clients, Brazilians um, and for my membership site that I have, uh, it's all Brazilians for now. But I was wanting to see how am I going to go back into the English audience because I'm living in the United States. I do want to work. I, I know this message is important for women in English too, not just uh, Portuguese, but it was kind of like the validation that I needed uh, that 
my direction was good. I had people interested in what I was doing. Um, and so with the whole uh, being able to speak at the university and especially on TV now, I've been kind of making my way back into English with this credibility because I've had the interest from the Brazilian community and I've been talking about it endlessly, how they're super interested. Um, now I'm going to take advantage of this um, segment in English, especially because the anchor uh, invited me to not only pitch to her again, but also accepted being on my podcast. So I still have more contacts and more things that are going to be happening. And I have to have a game plan for English too. Uh, so that's kind of like my next step. But for now, what your program has helped me really was with focus into finding this Brazilian audience. And that's how I've been making money uh, with my membership site and with one-on-one -on -one clients. And now my focus is going back into English, but with more credibility and also with more focus on what I can help women with. That's awesome. And the fact that you have those two things to play with, like you could, you know, focus on English in some places at some times and then mm -hmm. focus on, you know, and I know we've talked about this before, like the Brazil angle um, in some places at some times because you can't pitch the same thing right. to the same people over and over again. So that's awesome. And I feel like um, because you are, I mean, I don't want to say the parenting niche, but kind of, you know, like you said, mm -hmm. you focus on moms and self-esteem mainly, um, <laughs> that that is what almost, I don't want to say almost every outlet focuses on, but <laughs> lots yeah. of outlets on TV, online, in print, they do like to go after the moms because moms are decision makers in the yeah. household and moms are the ones that spend the money. So, like, the possibilities for you are endless because of your niche. Yes, yes. I'm super excited for how things worked out. And, again, I can't thank you enough because it was exactly what I wanted, but I didn't know that it was going to do. Because when I was doing the program, I, I, I was feeling a little bit in the beginning um, worried. Like, okay, I invested this money. Now I have to know what I'm going to do with this. So it's, it was kind of like this gentle pressure of, you have to figure out what you're going to do with your business and you have to make this work because otherwise there's nothing for you to talk about and to pitch. Um, and so it forced me to realize what I'm good at because that's what I had to pitch. You know, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I was worried. And then having this uh, commitment to a program actually helped me find my path. And it's just been a lot more effortless now that I actually did the work to figure out what I'm good at. Well, something that you have done, and I talk about it with Lisa, who's on my team. I talk about it with a couple of people on my team. Something you have done more than I think anybody else in the program is you actually book your calls. <laughs> because this is the thing. Like a lot of people, they'll buy an online course and they won't even go through with it. And then if right. they do, they're like, oh, great, I learned a lot. But they don't implement what they learn. Mm -hmm. You joined the VIP program, which, you know, you get your calls, your private calls with the team to talk about specific things. You get media lists. You can email me anytime. You can box me anytime. Like it's very much like we're kind of doing this together. Mm -hmm. Um but there are many people who are also in the VIP program who will not book two calls a month like they can. They will not ask for media lists like they can. They will not send me emails or vox me. And you mm -hmm. will take advantage of everything that you're paying for. And then right. you actually implement it. And that's what makes the difference. So it's not yeah. because of me or the program. It's because of you actually implementing 
what it is. So like you need to give yourself more credit because there's people, (laughs) well, I mean, for real, like there's people who could buy my program and I've, I had a guy, let's, let's go from very positive to negative Marta for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I had a guy, this has been, um, oh my gosh, over a year ago. And, um, I was actually thinking of doing a podcast episode on like the worst clients that I've had, like on the agencies and talking about refunds and whatever. So this guy, um, I mean, he found me on Instagram and we went back and forth. I can't even tell you how many times. Um, and finally, and I don't do that anymore, but he, he bought the program and he literally sat on it for three months and did nothing. Mm -hmm. And like, I can see this. I can see when you log in, I obviously know when you book a call or if you don't book a call, Mm -hmm. but he sat on it for three months and did nothing. And then he was like, this isn't working. I want a refund. I'm like, well, you haven't done anything. You literally have not logged on. You have not booked a call. You have not sent me an email. You have not asked me for a media list. You literally, it's like buying a car and letting it sit in your driveway for three months and say, no, I don't like this car anymore. It doesn't drive well or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it just doesn't work like that. And so he called his credit card company and was like, this person did not deliver what they said they would deliver. I need a refund and like did a charge back. And it pissed me off because I was like, I don't run my business like that. And Mm. I don't like it. I'm not working with people who run their businesses like that either. So I sent the credit card company. I'm like, well, here's the contract that he signed. This screen grab shows he hasn't logged in once. I've sent him many emails to schedule calls and he hasn't, you know, like I, I put him in his place Mm -hmm. and I got the money back. Um, And he just decided to do nothing with it. But I mean, that's an example of somebody can buy the program and do absolutely nothing and say it's the worst ever and it doesn't work. But Mm -hmm. then you buy the program. First of all, you take a risk because you're Mm -hmm. investing time and money. First, you're investing Mm -hmm. money and then you're investing time. And, um, you know, you, you know me from online. I've been on your podcast. Like, you know me a little bit, um, but it's still scary investing time and money. And and at the time, you know, you said your business wasn't well established. So I understand Mm -hmm. it is scary, but you took a risk and you actually implemented things and now you're like super successful with it. So Mm -hmm. that's a testament to you, not to me. Oh, thank you. Well, and I have to say in the beginning, I wasn't scheduling two calls a month because I was like, I I don't want to go to the call and not have anything to say. And then I started kind of changing my perspective as I started getting to know Lisa more, who, by the way, is amazing. Um, And I was like, I need to take advantage of this chick. She has all the knowledge. I need to ask her questions. So that's kind of like a little bit of a mindset shift that I had from being kind of intimidated from information overload in a field that I have absolutely no experience in to being like, she's here to help me. I can be stupid and I can be silly. It doesn't matter because she, she's going to tell me what it's like. And at one point she even said, okay, so what is your dream? What is your goal? You just want to be on TV. And I was like, yes. Okay. I, I don't have to sugarcoat it. I don't have to tell her that, no, I want to empower and encourage all the women in the world. Like, yes, that's my end goal, but please just, help me find a way of being on TV. And it actually ended up being perfect for my business and my actual goals in life. So 
I love that you said that because I remember when I first started working with coaches a couple years ago and I was like, oh, I got a call today. I have to think of something to say. I have to think of a question to ask. And really, like you just show up for the call and you just talk about where you are and where you want to be. And like they're your coach or your mentor for a reason. Like they'll figure it out. Like we'll figure out something to talk about that will be helpful by the end of that 30 minutes. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You just have to be willing to show up and talk. So exactly. uh, yeah, I was afraid in the beginning, but then because of that commitment of I paid for this, I need to take advantage of it. I just decided it doesn't matter if I sound silly or if I make no sense. Like this is why I'm taking the program because I obviously don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I love it. Thank you so much, Marta. I have loved chatting with you. And it's so funny um, because I, I've been thinking for a while, like, oh, I got to have Marta on my podcast. And I said something to you and you were like, no, 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 I'm going to pitch you. I'm working on a pitch. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, girl, send it then. Send it. I don't, I don't want you to like waste your time pitching me and then not even send it. So you pitch me and then I'll tell you if I accept or not. Yes. Oh, it was so awesome that you said that even before I sent you the email. I was so happy. I was like, all right, I'm on the right track. That is so funny. I love it. Um, and tell people where we can find out a little bit more about you if people want to find out more. Yeah, so I am Marta Spurk on uh, Instagram and on Facebook as well. My website is martaspurk.com. And, of course, you can find me as a contributor for the Twin Diversity blog and for the Denver Parent magazine. And I also have my podcast, Mom Does It All. You can go check out Christina's episode because it was awesome. And I think that's it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Marta. Thank you. It was great. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are interested... In the media mentoring program, please reach out and let me know. Um, We are happy to have you. Marta is in the VIP version, so she does get one-on-one time with me and my team. Um, There is an online course version. Um, You kind of have to do the online course and then go into VIP, or you can do both at the same time. But there's a reason why I make people go through module two before they actually start booking calls, and that's just because we don't want to waste time answering questions regarding something that you could watch in module two, for example. Um, this will make more sense when you actually look at <laughs> look at what the program entails and what's inside. So if you are interested, you can check it out at mediamentoringprogram.com. I know, very original, very creative, right? It is what it is. It's mediamentoringprogram.com. <laughs> if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. You know you can find me on Twitter or on Instagram at Christina All Day, and you can email me anytime at Christina at mediamavenandmore.com. And thank you so much for listening. Always appreciate you spending time here with me on the Become a Media Maven podcast. And I will see you next week with my friend, Randy Spelling, and we are going to talk about how to relieve stress in your work. This is a big problem that I had, I don't want to say back in the day, it wasn't that long ago, but I was definitely a worrier. I was an overachiever. I was an overdeliverer, if that's a word, with clients. And um, I had a few conversations with Randy, and I was like, Randy, I'm so stressed. Help me. How do I stop like thinking about pleasing my clients all the time when I know I'm doing way better than most people. And um, he's going to talk to us about how we can do that next week. So thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.